Hello, and welcome to the Literally Us podcast, a podcast about us, literally. Join Talia and Courtney as we navigate small business, motherhood, and life as we explore it here on the Sunshine Coast. Good morning, and welcome to episode six of the Literally Us podcast. I'm here with Courtney this morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? You're okay. We survived the morning. It's been a morning. You know, when it's just one of those mornings when your toddler wants to mop the floors and you're trying to get ready he's jumping on the trampoline and nothing's going to plan okay well you survived <sighs> yes we survived we've yes. got coffee yeah we've got we're... coffee we're okay we're all right well we're going to be talking about our why today speaking yes. about your toddler um we're going to be talking all about our why we're going to be talking about um certainty versus clarity when making decisions we're going to be talking about self-doubt and how we move through it um individually um and potentially any advice that we might have um for others in similar situations um and yeah just seeing where the conversation goes from there so courtney let's talk about your why we did address it a little bit in episode one obviously you did talk about already the decisions that you sort of made in opening your business. But I want to sort of unpack today, what is really important to you when you're 85 and on your, let's say 105, not 85, on your deathbed? <laughs> like, what are the things that are going to make you feel like, yeah, I lived a really good life. Like, why do you do what you do? Yeah, cool. So I did talk a little bit about this in, I think it was the first episode. Um, so obviously started a baby boutique when my little one was only six months old. So for me, well, for other people, they thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, this was about me and I wanted to create a community of like support, um, like-minded mums, not only providing amazing products, but also somewhere they can come and We can have a chat, we can relate, we can, you know, make each other not feel so alone. Um, So, yeah, that was the ultimate goal when starting the shop. I remember saying to mum, like, what can I do differently? Mm -hmm. And I guess the ultimate answer to that was to create a community. Um, So, yeah, that was really important to me. But going back to the clarity thing, when I was thinking about opening a shop, obviously it's a huge decision like massive overhead staffing being there every day you know all that um you never get a day off (laughs) so that all had to come into account and like there was no right or wrong answer I suppose like I didn't um have that reassurance that it would work Mm -hmm. um so I guess like no one was there to tell me that it was the right choice and I just had to go all in and make it work. Um, yeah. So when you're 105 and on your deathbed, for you like to have a tick box feeling of life, you would be like, okay, I created a community. I gave back to our community. And mm. that is what you think drives mm. you every day. When you're making decisions, yeah. that's your filter. Is yeah, this going 100%. to serve the community? So I was actually talking to my husband the other day and I've kind of had like a mind set shift Mm -hmm. maybe like since we've started this or since starting the shop and like a bit of time anyway I'm like I don't want to just be like another person (laughs) I I don't want to just be someone like I want to make a difference to people's lives Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like I want to actually have an impact and I want people to come in to the shop or 
you know, meet me and be like, wow, like mm-hmm. I feel good and she served me something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yesterday I had this customer in and we talked for like an hour. Like I don't get any work done, <laughs> but, um, she was like, Oh, she was heavily pregnant. Like we talked about our birth stories and all of that. We were just kind of going back and forth with our experiences and she was like, I've got so many ideas and I just don't know what to do with them. And I was like, oh, you need to listen to my podcast. Like we spoke about that in episode two about having so many ideas and wanting to do with it. And I think she left feeling like that was a really cool conversation. And I think she got a lot out of it and so did I. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really important to me. Like even when I have days off, like today, it's not my day off, but it's technically like my your non-shop day. Not in shop day. Like I'm meant to be doing account work and everything. Yeah. But I just don't. Like I'm always in the shop. If someone comes in that I know, I'm like, yeah. I have to check on them. I have to see how they're going. I have to talk to their baby, you know. Like it's just so much more than them buying product or, you know, making money at the end of the day. So that would be like on my deathbed. On your deathbed. On my deathbed that I help people and I, you know. So you, made you get fulfillment on, out, out yeah. of... Yeah. Someone else, yeah. making someone else happy or helping somebody else. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think when you're starting a business, hypothetically, if that's what our listeners are considering at the moment, is it's all good and well to have these big financial goals. Um, I know I was probably a victim of like, oh, I want 10 salons in 10 years. Like initially that was my goal. Like I started the business with that pursuit of sort of that external validation in Mm. terms of quantity. And that was my version of success. And I've probably gone full circle on it. Um, Similar to you in the sense that now I'm running events within the salon and it is a little bit more about creating the community, creating the impact, because I think I've learned over the last five years, chasing money while it's important it's not as fulfilling. Like I think, yeah, once you do achieve the certain, you know, minimum standards of living and all of those sorts of things, which are obviously important. And there's some statistics. I know this is what I do. Sorry. (laughs) You're like, I read this quote. Yeah. This statistic. I have no idea what you're on about. So no, there's this whole thing. And I, and in true form, I don't remember the specific statistic, but the essence of the statistic, (laughs) the essence is along the lines of once you reach a certain income, your happiness doesn't elevate mm. percentage-wise at the same rate. So, like, that's why you see, like, a lot of celebrities, once they reach a certain point of fame, they're miserable. And it's yeah. because money, you know, it doesn't buy happiness. happiness yeah. And so I think when you're starting a business or you're in the middle of your business and you're trying to decide what's going to fulfill you, I think it's really important to understand that money's probably not it, although obviously to a point that Mm. is going to provide you with the life's necessities and the things that that will fundamentally make you happy. But after those needs are Mm. met, then what? What's going to fulfill you? As a human, like I think that's really important. It's such an important filter. And Hubby and I also talk about like, okay, when I'm on my deathbed, and I know it's really a morbid thought, it is, but it's like, I'm not going to be thinking about this person resigning. I'm not going to be thinking about the fact that that straightener we had to do a refund on, or I'm not thinking about that person's foils that didn't line the way that we thought they would, or, Mm. you know, I'm not probably going to be thinking about this part of the lease agreement that I didn't really align with, but I had to sign it anyway because I didn't have a choice. Like, they're not the things I'm going to be thinking Mm. about at 100 on my deathbed. I'm going to be thinking of similar to you, like, we created a community. We created an I, impact. 
and and not just that like I created a life for my family mm. from that impact like for me it's really important that um I'm with my kids as much as possible while also maintaining my mental health so finding that unique balance being able to afford the things that I want to be able to do in life, i.e. travel. Like, you know, we've got a big goal of being able to live overseas for a year at some point when the kids are in school. Like, what does that look like and how do we get there? Like, I think um, they're the things on our deathbed we're going to remember. And I think the business is a byproduct of that. But I also think, yes, probably similar to you, you're that whole thing, you didn't mention financial stuff once. And I think that's really... Mm. important because I don't think and sort of what we did talk about in episode one is going into a business obviously you're doing it to have have an income to have an income obviously like it's your job in a way and in a lot of ways it's more than a job so you do deserve to be financially rewarded for that Mm. but I think chasing money isn't there that's not that shouldn't be your focus because I think that's where other elements of your life will become somewhat unstuck because the greed filter can come in. And Mm. it's not to say that success is bad because it certainly isn't. It's just, I don't think it's the be all and end all when it comes to happiness. That's like when I said to you at the start, you were like, I don't want to put you on the spot. And I'm like, Oh, I just never know, you know, where to go with the financial talk because I'm like, people think you start a business and you make so much money and people from the outside probably think we do, you know? Mm. And that's just not the reality. Like, Although in saying that, when I started the business, that was going to be my full-time job. Like this is my full-time job. So it was like, do I work and get a guaranteed wage Mm -hmm. or do I risk all of that and start my own thing, potentially not being able to pay myself? But I'll never forget, mum, I think I said this in the first episode too, but she always said, you start the business with your wage in budget. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've done from the start. It's not a glamorous budget. (laughs) It's not at all. It literally just makes up for what you like, would probably get anyway. What I would get anyway. Um, and if it's a bad week, then you just have to wear that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people think it's so glamorous having a business and you can take as much money as you want and, you know, all no. of those things. But that's just not the reality. And I think if you make it about that, I feel like it might not be as successful as you Well, it's of not hope. as fulfilling either. I think, yeah, like... Don't take this the wrong way, but it's like you you do open the business to make money. Um, there's no hiding around that. But it's like if the only thing you want to do is get the Land Rover. What do yeah. they even call it? I don't even Range know. Range Rover. Range Rover. Yeah, yeah. Um, if the only thing you want is the Range Rover and you want the grammar school and you want the first class seats on an airplane, like love that for the people who have done that, obviously. Um but the pursuit of that can be really ugly if you're not feeling like you're reaching those mm. expectations internally. Um, and, I, and I do support sort of the other areas of the pursuit of happiness and all those sorts of things because, um, and I've had to go through like a lot in terms of my expectations. Again, like we spoke about, like when you do have a good wage and you know you're worth X amount to the corporate world, it is a bit of a step back for me personally to the small business salary, but but that's because of ability and Mm. external environmental factors as well. Like obviously there's salon owners who have done a bloody epic job, but for me, that's not the reality at this point in time. Although obviously that's the pursuit that I'm on. It's not where we're at right now. And that's okay. And it's about being comfortable with that okayness. Mm. Um, Because yeah, I think even if, you know, worst comes to worst in five years, you sold the business, right? You're not going to sleep at night going, Oh, I made like, 
some people do talk about it, but you and I, we've talked about our why and it's not, we made X percent of this mm. or we made $1 million in 2016. That's yeah, yeah. incredible. Like there's no, like the financial metrics are not what's helping you sleep at mm. night. I think mm. that's probably mm. more to the point. And I want to go back, jump back to the whole event thing. And when you said your ultimate goal was to open 10 salons and I think that can sometimes take away the identity of the salon when you become mm. so big mm-hmm. like I think people come to your salon or you know my shop for us you know mm. like they come for that personal experience whereas if I had 10 shops I was never around um, there wasn't that sense of community and relationship I don't think it would have the same impact no even though yeah you might be making so much more money because you've got 10 salons or 10 shops you know but talking about alignment, if you had 10 salons or 10 shops, you would probably have 100 staff. Yeah. You would have like, like 10 leases, yeah. 10, you know, yeah. all these things. I wouldn't be able to remember every customer's name. No. But I can guarantee you, if you've been into my shop before, I remember your face. Yeah. Whereas in 10 shops, no, you're that, not going to have that relationship. No. And I think ultimately, though, like if your goal isn't to be creating a ginormous empire that's okay too because I think you need people that are committed to creating a good small community Mm. and a good environment for the small team that you curate Um, because, yeah, there's definitely going to be flagship shops. You know, you think about everyone in a Westfield or a Stockland, for example. I should say I'm in a Stockland. (laughs) I don't care. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, there's definitely places for those big brands but also identifying early that that might not be the internal fit for you. Where you want to be. Yeah, for Mm. sure. Um, Something I wanted to also talk about today, um, I don't know if anyone saw in our stories this week, I I was at a cafe like I do most mornings after I take the kids to daycare and I decided to re-listen to a book called Rhinoceros Success by Scott Alexander. Um, Changed my life about six six years ago, just before I opened the business. Um, I've sort of gone on a, a bit of a, over the last probably 10, 12 years, like a big mental health journey and like suffering a lot with anxiety and all the rest of it. And the constant internal chatter around like, you're not good enough for this. Like, and that whole like self doubt, um, sort of, I don't know, journey. just mm. self doubt. Yeah. Like imposter syndrome stuff, you know, yeah. like who am I to do this or who am I to do that? I've got no idea what I'm doing. Like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. so the, this book specifically, I do recommend for anybody who is in that space right now. And I've been teetering back in the edge of that space probably for the last 12 months, probably again after having my second child and the hormonal journey and balance of all of that. Um, but anyway, I started listening to it again yesterday. It's an hour and a half. So it's like super short. It's just, and the actual physical book, it's gone around all of my friends. So I don't even know where it is. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling book. If anyone has this book, please, please return it. I don't know where it is. Um, I just I should just probably spend the twenty dollars and buy another one off Amazon. But anyway, it's short. Um, it's got pictures and stuff in it. But you know, ninety percent of the book I I do agree with quite strongly in the sense that it's all about being okay with being a rhino, and it's this whole book about. I know you're, you're smiling at me right being now. Being okay with being a rhino. Please I know elaborate. That's- <laughs> Look, I'm like, probably, yeah, I'm, I'm a small girl. So when I'm going around saying I'm a rhino mentally, um, it is a little weird. But the, the summary is a rhino has thick skin, mm-hmm. right? A rhino is a force. They're ginormous. Their presence in the savannah is huge, which means, you know what, for poachers, they're going to be a target. Um, and rhinos know that, but they just go about their business 
plodding along, finding their food and accepting them, them, themselves as they are. You know, a rhino is not pretending to be a cheetah. Yeah. Like they're not doing these sprints. They're just going about it with their single focus, you know, survival. Um, they're very gracious and calm animals, but yeah, they've got a, a, a presence about them. Um, and rhinos don't care about what the other animals are doing. They're mm. just like... on their own path they're on their own path and that's okay um one thing that the book said and it's literally in chapter one and i'm only up to chapter two of rereading it and it's like ah it spoke right to my core and it was saying that a rhinoceros has single focus and they don't worry about three different jackrabbits running in different directions because a rhino knows that they're not the most agile of creatures. So they're big, it takes them a little while to turn. So they need to have a target and they need to work towards that target and plot at their own pace with that single focused uh, energy. And that was a really good reminder for me as we've touched on before, I do get distracted by things. And Mm. I think even, um, even this week in the salon, I said to the girls, I was like, okay, what is the most annoying thing that we do in the salon? <laughs> like, what is the one service we all hate doing? And they're like, men's cuts. Like, we just don't like doing men's cuts. We've got a barber next door. Like, why? Like, but, you know, they walk in all the time because the barber, does, you don't make appointments at the barber. Like, you've yeah. got a, they're just a walk-in sort of business, which is fine. But sometimes you could, like a customer could be waiting there two hours for a haircut yeah. on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so let's get a barber. And they're what? like, yeah, I know. This is just, oh legit. I was like, my God. What if we, I was like, what if we get a barber in the salon one day a week and we just say all of our men's cuts have to be on a Friday because we know the barber's busy next door on a Friday and we would probably get a lot of walk in traffic, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the point of this story is I'm not getting a barber. It was just like a classic example of like ping, idea, distraction. Off topic. Off topic. Off not who we are. Mate. Not our brand. What am I doing? So it was just like Coming understanding. Like, yeah, literally. So it was just like, I don't know. Like I'm you all You do about- get quite distracted, but you do have a lot of ideas. And I think identifying which ones to chase and which ones to let go of. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I think that's really hard. But I also think you're very good at that too. Like I'm sure you have a thousand ideas a day. Yeah. Like when I'm in the shower. I always get out of the shower. I'm like, picture this. I'm going to start a painting business. I'm not that joking. Not surprise me. <laughs> no, I have asked for a painting kit for my birthday. What? Yes. Not to start as a Far business. Out. We're going to sell artwork soon. Well, okay. it's so funny you say that because I did say that to Cody like three days ago because we just we just commissioned this art for the basin area. See that. And it's obviously really nice. for me a bit of an investment. Um, but I wanted to support someone local. I wanted to. I want. I didn't want it to be a graphic that was printed. I wanted like a genuine like piece of art um and it's quite abstract so I was like can't be hard it would be hard I know I'm not delusional I'm not an artist but yeah I was like he's like can you just go away from me right now I was like okay that one that idea Mm. on the back burner Mm. yeah but yeah anyway I think um there was something else that I saw this week and I wanted to see like what you thought about it um is how do you ignore the feeling doesn't mean it's happening but how do you ignore the feeling of being judged and the opinions of do you feel like people talk about you negatively like how does that make you feel or do you think or are you one of those really cool people that just doesn't think that anyone talks badly about you no I'm not one of those (laughs) I don't know actually I feel like like do you post something and go like oh what's such and such gonna think about that or like what like do you have any of that chatter in your head a little bit but I'm also like 
I'm just going to stay in my own lane. If you don't like me, if you don't like what I'm doing, people, it's a podcast. People can't see hand gestures. Oh, sorry. I'm doing hand gestures, guys. <laughs> Surely you can follow. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're not going to like everyone. No. And you can't please everyone. However, <laughs> I am a people pleaser. Tell them what you did this morning, Courtney. I'm... <laughs> So I buy coffee from my local every day, actually. I have been off coffee for a while because I'm pregnant and that wasn't just a big no-no for me. Yay, but this morning... Yeah, got a coffee. I yeah, I got realized. a coffee. I've started having elect bits of coffee again um, because I'm, like, feeling better. So I went to Zarafas this morning because I was starving mm-hmm. from my chaotic morning. And then I'm like, oh, my God, my local... Is going to think I've traded them. So Courtney walks past the local cafe this morning and the owner's out the front and says, morning, Courtney, blah, blah, blah. We get to the podcast recording. I was going to say, and then we get up the stairs and I'm like, Talia, I'm a fucking people pleaser. She put her takeaway coffee cup inside her handbag <laughs> so no one could see it. That she is snuck what's it. wrong with me. You snuck your takeaway coffee in a handbag. What that if that spilled? spilled? I would have been devastated. But... That also is probably not the best um, trait that I've got. <laughs> but in saying that, I'm also like, you know what? Look, I buy coffee from you every day. Every day, I was starving. And I guess... But why do you feel the need to even justify this? I don't know. Why, why am I like this? Why are we even talking about it? Why is this a thing? Why is it a thing? I, I don't know. Talk about people pleasing. I think that should be an episode. Yeah. But you... I have no advice because... <laughs> You need help. (laughs) I need help. But I guess what I do is I want to make everyone happy. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's like I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I'm a – I don't want to offend anyone. I want to, you know – I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like I'm putting on this event for the shop and it's like a Christmas night and I'm like no one's going to come. Everyone's going to think that's an awful idea. And the lovely girl, Talia, that I just hired, she's like, Courtney, you're so stupid. Like, everyone will come. And I guess that's in my head that, like, so you I need do to please everyone. self-doubt. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm like, this event will be terrible. You know, no one's going to come and it's going to be a waste. Mm. And so I guess that's my way of my term of self-doubt. Yours probably looks different. Mm-hmm. Um but even, like, for our first birthday, I was like, oh, we just won't do anything. Like, it's just not going to do anything. Like, it's gonna, no one's going to come. Who would want to come to my shop anyway? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I had, like, a line-up at the door. People, like, knocking on the door early. Um, and it was an absolute amazing turnout. And I'm like, oh, my God, people are actually coming for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The people that don't come and the people that don't want to be there for me mm-hmm. and shop in my shop is fine. Yeah. Like, if you don't like what I do, then... Yeah. I saw, again, statistics. Um, no, it's not a statistic. It was, it was. Um, I think Gary V posted it somewhere. Who's Gary V? Oh, you don't know who Gary V is? No. Okay. You need to follow Gary V. I don't have time Gary for this. Manager. How do you have all this time? I don't, but you... Okay, look, I you used to... Time. Yeah, I think I got his first book like 10 years ago as a Christmas present from Cody. Basically, he's a marketing genius. Um, He has like a worldwide agency and he's all about creating impact and creating brand. So I think it'd be really important for you. Um, But he talks and he addresses a lot of the 
the internal chatter stuff as well. So it's not just about business stuff. It's about mindset and yeah, just leaving the world in a better place than he found it essentially. Um, and he's all about kindness and empathy when you're hiring and all those things. And the, you know, anyway, he's, I like that quote. What did I even say? Leave. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what what did I say? Leave the world in a better place yeah. than you found it. That's so yeah. cool. So there you go. There's your why. Um, anyway, it was along the lines of we do all these things as humans, potentially not specifically you caught, but I know I do. And I, and I get so caught up in like, oh, what is such and such going to think about that? Or, oh, I can't post this because I might offend three people. And it's like, well, you've really? got 4,000 people who yeah. probably won't get offended. So no, why are you right. not posting that or whatever it is? And Maybe you are a people pleaser, but in a different way. I don't like conflict. Mm. I hate conflict. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes me, it makes me very uncomfortable to have hard conversations. I don't, it makes me feel physically ill. Um, so yeah, I certainly put those filters on things. But anyway, the quote was along the lines of um, people who are judging you don't know you, right? Yeah. And even 100%. you, do, yeah, like they might know 1% of you. And that 1% of you, because, you know, obviously half of the thoughts and stuff you have stay in your head. All the things you want to say to somebody never leaves your mouth. Like, so what people see on the outside is only like this small percentage of who you really are. Yeah. And that percentage of what they do know is you changes every day because you iterate that version that you present to the mm. world. So that 1% that they may know about you or of you changes every day. So then that percentage then filters down even less and less, which means no one knows you at all. And even, yeah, the, your 10 closest people in your circle, like they might know five or 10% of you, but again, you're evolving every single day. So why are you stopping doing the things that you want to do to make the world a better place? If that's your filter based on the opinions of people who don't know no, anything any, yeah, about you. 100%. And what does their judgment mean anyway? Like yeah. what, what are you're you never going to know what they've said. Absolutely. You're never like gonna... there's absolutely people talking about, you know, both of us probably. Oh, 100%. But, but who actually cares? Yeah. Because we don't even no. know about it. No. Yeah. And it shouldn't affect your life. And that's obviously easier to say than do, but it shouldn't get, it shouldn't stop you doing it shouldn't the things affect that you the choices want. that you make. 100%. Yeah. And again, going back to the book that I do recommend everyone gets, um, just to have a quick scan through. And it's all about, holy, I just got deja vu. Like, yeah, what? wow, we've had this conversation before. We probably have. I've dreamt this moment. What? And I've dreamt the moment that I've told you about this moment. This is weird. Anyway, Whoa, that was weird. Anyway, so get the book and it's all about um, rhinos are in the savannah doing what the rhinos do. You've already talked about that. No, I know that bit. Oh, shit. But... I'm like, you're losing it. <laughs> but the point of the judgment thing is the cows are in the paddock, oh, yeah. right? Mm. They're not worrying about if they're talking about the rhinos, it's because they're in a paddock with the farmers are feeding them food. And it's not the same thing. So you need to not worry about the opinions of cows because they don't know what it's like to be in the savannah, Courtney. Yes. They don't. Preach that. And the rhino just has thick skin and that's going to be okay. Anyway, so be a rhino in your life. And it, get a tattoo of a rhino. <laughs> to remind you every day to, to be a force, but a gracious force. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But even in saying that, like, um, back to the people-pleasing thing, my staff member suggested that I send out an email updating everyone that I'm pregnant um and basically for the fact that I have such a big community and a lot of people have actually come in and not known that I'm pregnant because they've deleted Instagram or like sometimes if you just post it to store like sometimes you don't see anything disappears. yeah right um and I was like why would anyone care no one cares 
No. And then she not, thinks that everyone <laughs> does. Well, maybe. I don't know your audience like you know them. Yeah, I know I've in the past like announced my pregnancies in the salon stuff. In the salon And then maybe like added it into the newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm, I, I think guess the that's days a bit of, of self-doubt though too. Yeah. So I'm like, no one cares what I'm doing. I think the day of a newsletter marketing strategy is dead. So I've stopped doing that. I don't know if you've noticed. Like I'm trying to do a weekly email now. Again, self-doubt. I was like, I can only send one email a month. What? Then I'm like, what? Sports girl sends them every two days. Sometimes three times. Jay send them three times a day. Yeah. So I'm like, emails are so important. I know. Oh my god. I'm doing them once a week. Get now. back on that train. I'm doing it. Yes. Not Wait. once a month. I know. Because okay, another example of that. This is really off topic, but my customer that deleted Instagram didn't know I was pregnant also came in because of my newsletter mm. and bought Christmas pajamas because that's how she saw it. Yeah. Right. Was it a newsletter or an email for? What the heck's the difference? Email a newsletter's newsletter. like, this is what's been happening this oh. month. I'm pregnant. We've just no, got I don't Ziggy do Lou. Just, yeah, news, that's a newsletter. Whereas you do more like actual EDMs, like full yeah, campaign. This is the of. new thing we've got in. I don't do Because I'm like, people don't care. Surely people don't care about me. Maybe they do. I feel like you're probably sort of the exception to the rule, maybe. No. I feel like you'd have to tie it into something relevant, like then bring in your pregnancy range or something. This yeah. is what's working for me. I feel like it does need a little mm. bit of... Mm. Anyway, good chats. Wow. We unpacked a bit. Yeah. So I think the summary is just do what you want to do with your life. I think understand your just why. Just make a difference, guys. Understand your why. And if it's money, that's fine. Money is fine. Yeah. But no... Money's good. Money's going to buy the things that are really going to make you happy. So you need to understand at least what that's going to unlock for you. Yeah. Um, don't worry about the opinions of others. If you want to yes. do something, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't please everyone. You can't please an, an, <laughs> everyone. I definitely learnt that when opening the shop. No. Yes, you can't do. please everyone. No. You can't. You can't. Yep. Anyway, this is literally us. This is literally us. A podcast about motherhood, business, and our crazy, chaotic lives as we unpack them. Yeah. Have Thanks a beautiful week, and we'll see you next time. See ya.